Hello world, welcome to our daily show here on Learn TV. Uh, it's a show where we can have up to five segments of different variety topics from learning new technologies to hearing about interesting events coming up. My name's Amy Boyd uh, and I'm joined by Dean. Hey Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing very well Amy, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. It's actually really nice weather here in the UK at the moment. Me and Dean are both uh, based over on the, the other side of the pond from our corporate headquarters in Microsoft. Um, but yeah, is it sunny where you are? We like to talk about the weather. It's been Don't absolutely glorious, Amy. It's been absolutely glorious the last couple of days. But that's all ends tomorrow, apparently. It's going to get cold again, so there we go. Back, back to normal, back to normal. Um, <laughs> fabulous. Well, the, let me take us through our agenda for today. Um, we have a really, really great setup. We are joined by Jeremiah Dooley, who always comes and does his audience challenge review with us here on a Wednesday. If you want to find out more about what the challenge was, check out some of our social media, but also you can watch On Demand uh, our previous episodes, and he will soon tell us a little bit about what that challenge was. We then move on to Humans of Microsoft, where Laurent on our team, who hosts our Tuesday show, chatted with Caitlin McKinnon, who's here and actually does a lot of work with this show specifically. Then we'll move on to a, a new segment, um, a one-off segment that we have called A Bit of AI. I will leave that one until we get to it. And then we also are finally joined by Kayla here on a Wednesday where she talks all about WinDevBox, so how to just be an absolute hero on your Windows machine. Um, but Dean, that's the agenda over, but we all, we obviously have our five minutes that we enjoy designing uh, every Wednesday. What did you pick this week? So actually, I'm not. people watching this may not be aware, so I'll, I'll kind of set the scene, I guess. Last summer, uh, Microsoft set a global skills initiative with the aim of helping 25 million people to improve their skills in technology. And um, the, the success has been phenomenal. In the last nine months, um, they've helped over that, Initiative has helped over 30 million people across 249 countries. Uh, the majority of those people, around 8 million of those were in the US and some other major cities and countries around the world. Um, interestingly, there was 91 of those in Antarctica. So uh, truly a global phenomenon. Um, but the reason it's on this show and we're talking about it is that the Yesterday, Brad Smith, our president, announced the next phase of this Global Skills Initiative and what we're planning to do next. So we're going to continue to do some of the great work we've been doing about skilling individuals, but we're also going to set a goal to help 250,000 companies make a skills base higher this year in 2021. So really taking the skills that people have picked up and those people that we've trained in the last year and trying to get them into employment and into the, the labor market. Uh, this next phase will aim to develop a more inclusive skills-based labor market, um, which is really, really important and exciting challenge to take on and invest in digital equality. So some really interesting stuff there. There's a great lengthy blog um, from Brad and the CEO of LinkedIn talking about how they plan to take on the next phase of this initiative. So if anyone wants to check it out, the link will, of course, be in the show notes at ak.ms slash hello world. Amazing. Gosh, Antarctica. That uh, seems like a far, far, far away place that we might not think of as a you know, usual sort of IT setups being there. So that's really, really exciting to see how um, how far that's reached. Um, speaking of 
learning and skilling, I wanted to spend just a, a few seconds talking to you. We, it is April the 1st tomorrow already. And um, I wanted to tell you about a couple of uh, amazing events that are happening here on Learn TV in the first two weeks of April. So the first one is our Learn Together Building Apps with Microsoft Graph event. This is on the 14th of April, right here on Learn TV in an Asia Pacific time zone, as well as a, an America's time zone, which is great. So we can get coverage across the world. Uh, wherever you are, you can join in. Uh, in there, what we're going to be talking about is actually how do you leverage that wealth of data and intelligence that sits in the Microsoft Graph and as a developer, build it into your applications. So there'll be some amazing stuff going on there. The second one, which is only a day later, the 15th to the 17th of April, you can get on the Global Azure 2021 virtual three-day conference um, where we've got they've got some amazing speakers. It's run by the community for the community, uh, learning about everything to do with Azure, which is obviously like quite a lot, isn't it? So um, yeah. um, that's why it's a three-day virtual conference, it feels like. Nice, awesome. Yeah, so some great conferences for people to check out there. And of course, you can find all the links and details of these events and the Global Skills Initiative at ak.ms slash Hello world. But Amy, let's get started and get on with our segments in the show. What do we what do we have first? Up first, we're gonna do our audience challenge review with Jeremiah. Uh, he's gonna tell us a little bit about what we needed to answer. Hey Jeremiah. Hey Amy, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show on a Wednesday. And personally, I'm going to be an advisor. I think we get the best bit because we get to see the outcome of the challenge that you yeah. set yesterday. So what was that? So we'll take a look at that real quick. The topic this week is going to be the Azure Bot Service. And the question that we asked the audience was to share their most awkward or their cringiest interaction that they've ever had with a bot. And as usual, the audience came through. We had so many different funny anecdotes and stories. And really, what I think became more interesting as we were talking about it was looking at the individual bot services themselves and things that worked well and things that didn't. So what I did this week for everyone is I've collected three bots that have existed over the last you know, 20, 21 years or so. And we're going to take a quick look at what made them work well, what we got out of them that was positive, and maybe some stuff that didn't work as well. And the first one, I think, is actually one that, uh, that you're pretty familiar with, and that's Smarter Child. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The minute you said yesterday what the challenge was, I was like, that came to mind. And I was like, 90s kid on MSN Messenger and whatnot. And Smarter Child was just this like little quirky bot that uh, who knows what people actually end up using it for. But actually, you do. You've done some research, right? We do. So it started back in 2000. And for those of you who don't know, this was one of the most widely used AI bots that was across AOL Instant Messenger and MSN Messenger and Yahoo Messenger. It started as a way to get stock quotes, maybe play some some text based games like Colossal Cave Adventure. And it quickly got crazy. It had a it had like you said, it was a very quirky conversational style that it would talk. You could uh, 
Um, you know, you could just yell at it if you wanted to. It was really interesting, but it quickly turned into news and weather and stock. And they made custom versions for movies and brands. And it just went to a place where it was a little overwhelming. And, and it turned from something cool and interesting on Instant Messenger to something that was a little bit weird. Um, it finally ended up actually getting bought from by Microsoft in 2007 after they tried unsuccessfully to pitch it as a, um, a marketing bot for like customer service. Um, and so it was it was really early. And interestingly, it ended up being the inspiration for a lot of the personal assistants that came that we know of today, the series and Alexa's and Google assistants. Uh, but as a commercial success, it wasn't exactly all that the uh, that the founders wanted it to be. One of the things that we we see is that people say, well, you know, way back when, like, it's not really fair to expect that these things were going to work. But some of these bot disasters are, are pretty recent. And the next one we're going to look at is Leluda. And Leluda was actually a Facebook chat AI that was released just at the end of last year. And after 19 days, it became a disaster and had to be pulled down. Uh, training an AI to use Facebook conversations as its way of learning was probably not the world's best idea. And then to add insult to that injury, the company that built the bot was also harvesting the 70 million chat conversations that the bot had in order to train the next bot that they were making from a commercial standpoint. So uh, there was some pretty interesting tech there, but both the business model and uh, the results of the experiment probably didn't hang, hold up as well as it as it could have. The one that we heard the most about, every third response we got was about the one we talked about yesterday, and that's Tay. And so I wanted to bring Tay back in here and make sure uh, for those of you who are interested in learning more about the Microsoft bot that lasted 16 hours uh, on Twitter before it got pulled down, I wanted to make sure that we included this link down at the bottom, which is a really good uh, look at what happened, why it happened, the lessons that were learned from it. And it's such an integral part of where the Azure bot service has come long term uh, that I wanted to, even though I know we talked about it yesterday, I wanted to include a link down there at the bottom and just make sure that uh, that everybody got a chance to dig into that if they were interested in the history of that that conversational AI tech. Nice. Oh, gosh, that's, that's exciting. In fact, we'll bring back Dean very quickly because uh, I think he'll enjoy this. Dean, what do you have a like immediate response to the question? It's funny. I did deal with a chatbot once that was trying to help me fix my broadband issues at home. And um, I got so frustrated that they couldn't help me. I, I was like, I asked it wanted me to look down the fiber and, and blow along the cable to see if it could fix the problem um, in my sar British sarcasm uh, response and in which it said, yes, please, if you could and report back uh, my findings, yeah. which, was, which was quite funny and obviously unsuccessful. Yeah. Sarcasm and bots is usually the quickest way to break something. <laughs> yeah, surely. And Jeremiah, if people want to learn how, about all of our great resources around building successful chatbots now on Azure, yes. where should they go? Well, if you want to build a good chatbot, the link that we've got down here at the bottom is aka.ms slash hello world challenge. And we'll send you to all of the information you need to get started. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jeremiah. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And we're really excited for the challenge next week. On to the next thing though, it's always on to the next thing. Uh, today, Laurent is gonna be talking to Caitlin McKinnon. Caitlin is editing and producing videos for our Channel 9 studios and actually has loads to do with this show. So let's check out Humans of Microsoft.
Welcome to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they have one thing in common. They all work for Microsoft. And today I'm so excited because I'm joined by my friend, Caitlin McKinnon. Hello, Caitlin. How are you doing? Hey, Laura. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm fantastic. It's so nice to have you here. Uh, Caitlin, you are a creative video producer based in Seattle, and so you do amazing work with all the videos that we create, and this is uh, one of the reasons why we met, right? This is really cool. Yeah, yeah, you've been on so many amazing videos on Channel 9 <laughs> and TV now, so it's awesome. Oh, thanks so much, and you do really cool work uh, with those, so this is cool. So what would you say uh, in your career, if you have to look back, what was a pivotal moment, like a key moment in your career? Yeah, I had, um, so I did this unpaid internship at a local broadcast station here. And to be perfectly honest with you, I, the internship was not that good. It was, I, I didn't really like it, but I uh, met some amazing people in that internship. And uh, one of the producers there, she helped, uh, I, I did some editing, some TV spots for them. And um, she really liked my work and she knew somebody at Microsoft that needed a part-time editor. And I was working on my undergrad degree at the time. And I, um, the team that I needed that needed an editor really was like just overworked. And so I was able to fill that slot and it happened to be the Channel 9 team. So that was oh. very, very pivotal. And it was just, even though I didn't really care for the internship, I, I got an amazing, amazing opportunity um, out of it. Fantastic. If you could go back in time, like any time, what would you tell yourself to, to help you getting started? I would tell myself to calm down and not be so anxious. I feel like there's so much pressure on like young people, especially coming out of high school and out of college and university where um, there's just so much pressure. It's like, you need to know what you want to do. You need to know. And uh, um, really just gravitate towards projects that you enjoy and things that you enjoy. Uh, take note of the things that make your face light up and the things that mm. make you excited about life and just try to gravitate towards those kinds of opportunities and those kinds of people and those kinds of projects. Cause, uh, and just like have fun with it too. Don't, don't worry. I know it's easier said than done, but try not to try not to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, life is short. We need to, we need to be happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your work. You are a, a video producer at Microsoft and you do really amazing work with all those videos. But what would you say was one of the most nerve wracking moments that you ever had? Gosh, I think anything when it's live, it's always quite nerve wracking because when it's live, they, there's no retakes or anything. You're just kind of it's like you just got to roll with it. Um, one of the most nerve wracking uh, experiences I've had on a live production is I was an, um, it was uh, Decode 2016. It was in Tokyo, Japan. And mm. Satya Nadella was keynoting uh, the event. And two minutes before broadcast, like we literally had the countdown clock on, the, the our TriCaster machine completely blue screened and it just completely shut down. And, and I, th I, think, I, I think I'd like just dissociated and stared at it. Like I just couldn't believe it was happening. It was like, it was like such a shock. And but fortunately, we did have a backup TriCaster. And so we were able to pull out, just swap out the cords and get it up really quickly. And literally the moment where the audience is clapping as Sacha Nadella is getting on stage, that's when the machine started working and it, it and it started recording and, and live streaming at the same time. So it was like right under the wire, but we, we did it. <laughs> yeah, that shows the uh, importance of backup. And, and for the small story, I had a, a blue screen on stage once during a presentation so those are fun yeah <laughs> so so this is this is really scary but you also have uh, great projects that you work on and what was uh, pr one of your favorite projects to work on at microsoft 
gosh, there, I am so lucky to be able to work on so many fun projects and meet a lot of awesome people like you and um, oh. to, uh, to feature a lot of really amazing uh, developers. And um, I think one of my favorite projects, though, was um, the Visual Studio 2019 launch keynote. And um, uh, Scott Hanselman uh, was the keynote person. And there was uh, so Amanda Silver was in it. Julie Leeson was in it. There was a bunch of amazing um, other uh, developers on it. And it just it was like a tour around the Microsoft campus. And I, that one was the most fun because we had such a quick turnaround time. And I think Cameron and I were like we, we, we ate all our meals together and we like lived in that studio for two weeks. But we were really excited about how it turned out. Well, that's really cool. It's so nice to have a, a little bit of an insight into your day-to-day. -day. Thank you so much for doing this, Caitlin. And to all our viewers, thank you for watching. And we will see you next time on another Humans of Microsoft. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thanks so much, Laurent. Good to see you. Oh, wow. What a great video. And Caitlin's just brilliant, right? And, oh, Dean, I don't know about you. I don't want to resonate with the, the live anxiety. I mean, we're, we're playing that game right now now <laughs> yeah exactly and um we've uh and also i just want to say caitlin's background was awesome there was like plants growing out the wall or something and there was like artwork it was i'm super jealous of that my pink my pink cushions in the back here i might need an upgrade now after i've watched that but the <laughs> uh so uh next up today we have a uh, a brand new segment about another learn tv show called a bit of ai uh so here to tell us about that show is its host and it's no other than our very own amy Ta-da! Surprise! <laughs> so, Amy, you're a host of yeah. a new show uh, called A Bit of AI. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the show and what it's all about? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, a Bit of AI with Henk and Amy is the show name. Unfortunately, my co-host, Henk Bowman, he can't join us today. He's, he's doing another event at this exact time. Um, everyone is so busy. Um, but we actually have a bit of AI. And our main aim with this show is we saw a bit of a gap. We talk a lot about the technology in the AI space, how to use it, what's coming next, what's the hot thing. Um, but we don't actually talk about what, a, what it's like to work in AI on a day-to-day -day basis, but also the huge, vast, different types of roles that are in the AI space. Everything from data scientists, which we immediately think of, all the way to ML ops engineers or people who work in ethical AI. Um, so it's really fascinating to, to be able to talk to a few people. Uh, and in, in fact, we have a video, uh, if we can play it, that does a little bit of a, a review of the last three weeks that we've done the episode. Uh, are, are you ready, Terry? Are you, are you ready? It is our quick fire round of questions. What was your first programming language? Cubase. Python. It was SQL. Maybe PHP, but I don't tell people that one. I was like, oh my God, did I save a life? Like, have I done this? This is amazing. <laughs> bit of AI show with your hosts, Hank and Amy. That looks awesome, Amy. I mean, there's so much cool. Like the graphics are awesome. The content seems awesome. It's really good to get inside the minds of, of those people that are doing this day to day as a job, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I can't at the end. She does a really cool uh, segment, Go Catch It On Demand. Um, and she actually talks about like how she got this real feeling when what she worked on, she was like, did I save a life? Like what I built helped someone. Um, so yeah, it's really, really cool to chat with these people. 
nice that's really really heartwarming when people are working on like real projects like that and you've also done some good work around um different engagement with the community and some inclusivity as well so tell us a bit about that yeah you might have spotted on the little uh, 30 minute reel that we 30 minutes 30 second reel sorry that we had um a sign language interpreter in the bottom corner so we want to be able to tell these stories to everyone um and so we're trying our, our hardest uh, to make sure that 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 team of people can do uh, the sign language for the conversation uh, whilst we're live on air which is really cool but also we are starting to partner with our microsoft reactor teams um here where they um they wanted to do an experiment where we recreate that feeling that we get so dean you'll remember it right we, we stand up in person we present we answer formal questions maybe on stage and then when you come off that stage or out of that presenta presentation mode uh, you would have really ad hoc conversations around opportunities. Uh, and a lot of really great stuff comes from that. And so we've partnered with the React team where we have a bit of AI cafe. It's 30 minutes after the show where people who watched uh, and viewed can actually come and chat with myself uh, and the hosts. But actually, I think they want to speak to our guests a little bit more. Yeah, nice. I love that. So if people want to tune into a bit of AI, Amy, where can they, where, when, and how can they tune in? I was going to say, the easiest way to say it is right here on Learn TV every Thursday morning in Central European time. Uh, but you can also catch it on demand by going to a bit of AI.show. And all of these links and all of this information is available in our show notes at aka.ms slash hello world. I love it. Thank you so much, Amy, for sharing that with us. Definitely one to check out. So don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central European time or catch up on demand if you're in the US time zone. Uh, but next up, Kayla's back with some Win DevBox goodness. So Kayla, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. As Amy said, the sun's shining here, so no complaints. Yeah, same here, actually. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, so you're going to talk to us a little bit around bringing uh, some of the stuff we've spoke about already on Win DevBox, but let everybody know what we're going to go through. Yeah, so I feel like all of the episodes that we've had so far have kind of built up to today's segment for WinDevBox because we've shown um, a bunch of different individual tools that you can have on your machine to help you get set up and be productive. But now I want to talk about how all of these tools work together to give you a nice workflow. So to go through some of the tools, just as a quick recap of what we've talked about, the first is Windows Terminal, my pride and joy, of course. It's um, the new command line experience on Windows. So if you are running any command line shell, such as Ubuntu or PowerShell or command prompt, you can have them in one window with a bunch of tabs and you can have uh, background images, fonts, um, GIFs, anything like that in the terminal, which is awesome. Uh, the next up is Windows Subsystem for Linux, which is what Craig came on and talked about last week. And what's great about Windows Subsystem for Linux is that it's a real Linux kernel directly running on Windows. So if you're coming from a Mac background or a Linux background, or if you're finding a lot of tutorials online that have like bash shells or bash commands, it's much easier on Windows Subsystem for Linux because you can still use all those tutorials, but then have the great tools that Windows comes with and use that whole workflow together. And then of course there's Visual Studio Code, which uh, we haven't talked about on the show, but I feel like it's always something that I have in my back pocket at least. And it's a text editor, an IDE, where you can do a lot of development in and it's open source. And then of course, last but not least, we have Power Toys, which Clint came on and talked about previously. And it's basically anything you thought you didn't 
want on Windows suddenly is something that you want on Windows. Um, it does a lot of cool things with the shell um, and it's also open source. So I have a quick demo of what it's like to use these tools together for web development. So we can jump into that and I'll talk through it. Awesome, yeah, love to see it. So, so first up is PowerToys Run, which is the search box in the middle of the screen. And I'm gonna open Windows Terminal the new command line experience. And here I have just a PowerShell tab that's opened. But for today's demo, uh, I'm actually gonna be using Ubuntu, which is Windows subsystem for Linux with Ubuntu running on top. So I have a node website here in my Ubuntu distro. So I'm gonna navigate to that directory and run code dot. And code dot will actually open VS code in the current directory that I'm in, which is great because this is where my website is. So, and also on the bottom of VS Code, you can see WSL Ubuntu. So I have the WSL remote extension running. So VS Code knows that I'm in Linux as well. So I'm just gonna rearrange some things on my screen. I'm gonna run my website. So I'm gonna use npm start and that will load up my server. So I can kind of show you the website that I've been working on and then we'll see if we have to do any debugging or anything like that. So here's the, the button, the website in all its glory and a cat paws coming down and turning the button yeah. on. So, so this is my website, but there's actually a bug here because I'm, I'm running in Linux and I'm not expecting a cat paw in Linux um, when I run it. So I'm gonna rearrange my windows using my uh, PowerToys fancy zones to get my web dev uh, environment set up on my screen. So I have my edge on the left and then VS Code on the top and then my server running a terminal on the bottom so I can see what I'm working with. So I have the cat paw and I don't want the cat paw. So I'm gonna go into the code and make some quick changes. So on this line, the logic is actually backwards. I want my platform to equal Linux so that I'll actually get the penguin flipper picture. So I will change this really quick and hit save, rerun my server and terminal on the bottom and then refresh the screen on the left. And then hopefully I will get a penguin flipper instead. Nice. <laughs> so that's just a quick um, how to debug your website doing web development scenario with it, all the tools that we've talked about right on one machine on, on Windows. Nice, love Which that. So cats for, cats for Windows and uh, penguins, penguins for Linux, right? Yeah, Craig actually gave me that penguin flipper picture. I don't know where he found it. Uh, I just thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, look at, I don't know what Craig's been looking for on Google for uh, like, <laughs> must have, like a bunch of animal backgrounds or something like that on his machine. His, his Windows terminal themes must be pretty, cool, pretty creative, I'd imagine. <laughs> Um, they're actually pretty plain and I yell at him all the time. <laughs> uh, but if you want to get any of these tools, we do have a slide that has all of the links for where to download all of these tools. So it's just akams.ms and then slash whatever tool you're looking for. And you can download them from all of these links. And they're just about all open source as well. So if you want to contribute on GitHub, you can do that too. Awesome. Love that. And um, thanks so much, Kayla. And of course, everything will be available in the show notes. If you don't remember all of those links, uh, ak.ms slash hello world. So the notes will always be available there as well. Um, so let's bring Amy back into the show. And um, Amy, that's it. We're, we're kind of almost out of time. I was going to say it's been another fun filled 25 minutes of episode uh, where we've talked through so many different segments. Um, but we will now have to close up. So Dean, do you want to bring back our guests and get them to do their, their elevator pitch? Yeah, let's bring back uh, a very, very quickly. We'll, we'll rattle through the guests. So first of all, Jeremiah, welcome back to the show, Jeremiah. Um, 
So the audience challenge review. So there'll be a new challenge next week. But before we talk about that, where can people go and learn more around building good chatbots on Microsoft? <laughs> so if you want to see any of the links that were included or that were shown either today or yesterday, you can always go into the show notes for those. But if you want to learn more specifically around the Azure bot service and build something that stands the test of time a little more than some of the ones we talked about this week, you can go to aka.ms slash hello world challenge. Awesome. Great stuff. I encourage you to check that out. And then obviously the new challenge that comes out on yep. Tuesday's episode next week. Next right. Tuesday. Excellent stuff. And then we had uh, Lauren and Caitlin, which was a pre-recorded segment. So they're not here with us live today. Um, but we thank them again for their segment. If you want to check out anything, follow up on that. Check out ak.ms/helloworld as always. Um, and then our third segment, our guest for that is already here because it was you, Amy. So remind everybody about a bit of AI and where they can find out about that. <laughs> Sure, the best place to go is a bit of AI.show. Uh, that's all in the, the show notes. If you go there, you can catch up on demand or you can see us tomorrow um, early doors in, in the European time zone, so 10 a.m. Uh, Central European on Learn TV. Awesome. And then finally, we'll bring back Kayla, who just uh, gave us that awesome demo around that web development experience uh, on Windows. Uh, Kayla, remind everybody where they can check out all those awesome tools. Uh, so I'd recommend going to the show notes for all of those links. And then, of course, if you have any questions on how to set up your dev box, you can always reach out to me on Twitter as well. Awesome. So your, your Twitter inbox is going to be completely full of things. So check the docs first and then uh, <laughs> uh, a DM to um, Kayla on Twitter. So that, that's it, Amy, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, if you want cat paws and penguin flippers, I'm certainly going there after the show. But um, as always, we're going to wrap up and say join us tomorrow here on Hello World where Frank and Nitya will be taking us through a whole nother set of segments from Azure Tips and Tricks to a new one called ABC, uh, which is really exciting. So I definitely suggest you tune in. Also, if you want to stay here on Learn TV, up next is What Are Web APIs, which is a series of content for getting you started on the web. But that's all from us here on Hello World. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow. See you later.